Welcome to Becoming Intuitive. I'm Meg. And I'm Maggie, and we're your guides to breaking the all or nothing mentality. In a world with so many opinions and people telling you what's best for you, we will teach you how to trust yourself, trust your gut, and live intuitively. Every Monday, we will vulnerably share our stories and experiences to leave you with tangible tools to move towards an intuitive lifestyle. We're so happy you're here with us. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Intuitive Podcast. We are on episode 80 today, which is wild and so cool and amazing. Um, Today, we are talking about saying no why it's so hard and how to stop second guessing yourself afterwards. Okay. This is an episode that we're really excited to bring you because this can serve every single person listening, having the ability to say the word no confidently and not spiraling or second guessing yourself afterwards is such a freeing feeling. So today we are going to go into really practical examples of this topic. Like you are going to leave this episode knowing how to say no confidently, how to mean it, and then how to not spiral afterwards. So we're going to bring you through three main things. One, why it's so hard. Okay. We got to get the root of it. Why it's so hard. It's going to be individualist for everybody. Then how to do it. Okay. This is when we're going to do practical examples for you. We have like some outlines and we didn't do the questions because we want it to be really natural and off the cuff, but we're going to go through that with you. And then finally, the part that we really need to tie it all together is how to stop spiraling afterwards. Oh yeah. I'm excited for this episode because this is one of the biggest things that has um, kept me in a loop of people pleasing, right? Because Mm. you don't want to do something. You don't say no. Then you beat yourself up for not saying no. And if you do say no, then you beat yourself up for saying no. So then you go back and say yes. And then you do it all over again, right? Yeah, it's a fun little cycle that we do. Yeah, Yeah, we can't do that, you know? So um, it's much better to give yourself a moment to tap into what you truly want if you're not sure, right? And we'll teach you how to do that. And then actually be honest, right? Like give the, the truthful answer, which in this case is no, right? And that's okay. We're allowed to do that. Yeah. And we're also going to tie in, you know, it's not so simple. The word no is not the problem. Okay. Saying no is not the problem. It's the words that we use tie in with our worth and self-respect for each other. And depending on where we're at with that is why we may struggle with saying the word no or saying the word yes or saying any words, but no specifically is the most, I think, important one to begin with. Um, Because once you can say no, you can then change the words for the life you want to live with others as well. So let's talk about why it's so hard. Okay. I personally believe that saying no is so hard is because we are so conditioned that if we say no, we're being mean. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's like our conditioning. And I'm going to give you an example of this, a really practical example of this. And something that if I saw this maybe seven years ago, eight years ago, whatever, like when I was in college, high school, um, I wouldn't have had the same thought process as I do now. So for example, I was my, my last year of my masters, like in my internship, I had to push into a pre-K classroom. Okay. And there were two little kids who were like playing or whatever. And the little girl said to the little boy, I don't want to play with you anymore and walked away. And I was like, cool. Okay. She doesn't, she doesn't want to play with them. Like, okay. And the teacher went over to the little girl and said, that was really, really mean what you just did to whatever the heck the kid's name was. You need to go back and play with him right now. And I am not like faulting the teacher. Okay. We want children to be kind and I get it. But at the same time, we have to be able to critically think you just taught that little girl that her no doesn't mean anything if she's being mean. And that's a dangerous thing to be conditioned with for your whole life. So that's a very, you know, extreme example. That little girl's probably going to grow up and be fine. But at the same time, if she's conditioned or he is conditioned or any child is conditioned for too long to believe that saying no is mean well, why wouldn't they be people pleasers? They were taught that the word no means that they're mean. And so what we want to really stress here is that saying no is not mean. I am a very kind human. I like to consider myself very kind at least. And I say no all the fucking time. 
<laughs> and if that comes across mean to some people, you're probably not my people. And that's okay. Oh my God. Maggie's I'm like talking like, that story. Boiling. Maggie, really? I'm oh my boiling. God. I didn't think that would set you up. Okay. Okay, but why wouldn't it set me off? Like, literally, you're telling this child that she's like, first of all, you, if that's exactly what she said, I don't want to play with you anymore and walked away. What is mean about that? Like, it's literally just the honest truth. Like, all right, I'm done here and now I'm going to move on. Like, I know. <laughs> oh my God. No. Oh, but this is exactly what happens. You're right. This is exactly what happens. And th these are the types of things that teach us that if we don't put what someone else wants ahead of what we want, we are being mean and rude and that's wrong and that's not okay. And <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Um, <laughs> I love how triggered you are two minutes into this episode. Oh, I love it. Oh my God. Because like, oh, wow. Okay, Maggie, words. This is the podcast. You need to speak. But fast forward, <laughs> Maggie, to a teenager. Fast forward to a teenager. Exactly. Now. Let's use a boy for an example. Okay. It doesn't need just to be girls. I think a lot of times, you know, girls, it can be a little more put upon them, but let's use a boy for an example. He says, no, I don't want to go out with that girl because I'm not attracted to her. <gasps> oh my gosh. That's so mean. Oh my gosh. That's so mean. No, thank you. I don't want to go out with her. Now, listen, people don't need to be unkind, but you're being honest. You're not attracted to someone. So you said, no, why are we going to make you feel like you're mean for that? Now, if you said, you know, she's ugly and stupid and all the things, then that's mean. But if you just say, no, I'm uninterested, we need to allow people and children to build up that trust within themselves. Because guess what? Then, we're at the, then when they're at the college party, okay, four years from then, and they say, no, sorry, I don't feel like doing that. Or no, I'm not getting in your car. Do we want them to think it's mean to turn down a ride? Do we want them to, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't want that's to be exactly, that's exactly, but... No, but that's exactly where my brain is going. Okay. So you, you, when you're five years old, it's mean to tell a boy that you don't want to play with them in the, you know, on the play mat in the classroom. Well, what about when it turns into something, something sexual when they're teenagers and you don't want to do that, but you don't want to say no, because that's mean. Like, oh my God, I'm just, wow. Okay. I think we need to move on. <laughs> passionate this morning good morning everyone i hope you're listening to this at like 7 a.m on your ride to work because you're gonna have a great day starting off with our frantic energy but no it's just to paint the picture that our conditioning makes a big difference in how we do it and depending on how you you know one thing i want to say is that if this has been you okay i can picture myself before i know what i before i knew what i know now I could have pictured myself saying like, let's be kind, let's all be nice, let's all play, right? Because I, I had all good intentions. I didn't know that much about mindset. I didn't know that much about conditioning. I didn't know that much about our framework. But now what I know, if you're sitting here and you're like, oh God, I have probably added to some kind of conditioning or I have been conditioned, take a deep breath. That's okay. We're learning. I have said some horrible things throughout my lifetime when I didn't know better, right? Like we have to give ourselves grace. So Absolutely. I personally yeah. think that's one of the reasons why it's so hard is because we've been conditioned to think that no means you're mean, or we just haven't been taught how to say no in a kind, respectful way. And that's what I'm really excited to dive into today. Maggie, can you think of another reason why it's so hard to say no though? Um, it kind of is along the same lines, but kind of just looking at it from a different perspective. Another thing for me that I think makes it really hard to say no is that, like you said, we're not necessarily taught how to do it in a kind and respectful way. So a lot of times what happens is we end up saying no at, you know, because of someone else. It's like, I don't want to do this because of you, or I don't want to do it because of the thing, or, you know, it's something outside of you. That's the reason why we're saying no. And we're not taking ownership and responsibility for the fact that it's about me. If I'm saying no, it's about me. It's not about you. Right. And so right. even if Megan, you asked me to go do something and I don't want to do it with you, that's not about you. It's about me. Right. Wow. But we, but we make it about them in our head. So then mm -hmm. when we actually say no, it comes out about them. And then now we're not just saying no from a place of, I don't want to do that. We're making it mean that I don't like you. 
Yeah. But that's not the case, right? So we have to learn how to take responsibility for the fact that our no is about us and then also be able to convey that to the other person where it's like, I absolutely love this idea, but it's not right for me at this moment. I, you know, good luck to you or whatever it is. Like, yes, that's so cool. You're going to the mall. I bet you're going to have a great time. It's not going to work out for me today. Right. And taking responsibility for that. I think that that is an incredible angle to see it from because we can probably do a follow-up to this in the future. I don't think we have time to totally unpack this, but we also need to recognize, like we talk a lot about boundaries, right? But we talk a lot about setting boundaries with others. What about when people start to set them on us, right? When people start to use boundaries with us, it can be a really like, it throws me for a loop sometimes to this day, even you and I, Maggie, you and I both have a very, very respectful, very blunt and very honest relationship. So there are sometimes still times to this day, I know you very well. When you say no to things, I res- it makes me respect the hell out of you even more. But that's like time and work. Sometimes you'll say something now. I'll be like, hey, Maggie, do you like this? And you'll be like, absolutely not. And I'm like, oh, 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 shit. Okay, <laughs> no problem. You know what I mean? And then I have to like talk myself through it. Like, no, Meg, your idea wasn't bad. It's just not for Maggie, right? Like that is a learning process. So we can get into that in the future. But that's also a really important angle of it. Yeah. To the word no has also been conditioned that it is um, always going to lead to conflict. I think that that's a very common misconception and depending on your upbringing or the friend groups you were part of or whatever, however you were raised, nurtured um, or not nurtured, you sometimes can equate the word no with a conflict. And that does not need to be the case. I think a lot of times people are scared that like, if they say, no, I'm not going to do that. The other person could be like, well, fuck you. How dare you? Oh my gosh. Da, 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 da. And some may, that's their problem. That is their problem. If they react like that, not your problem. And this is a constant reminder. I'm very comfortable saying the word no. And I still struggle sometimes. So, okay. Why it's so hard. You all may have your own reasons for why it's so hard. And I want you to think of those. So let's take a moment, Maggie, if you're not driving or whatever, close your eyes if you feel like it. And just think like for the moments, I want you to get really, really present in this episode, because this is a very value value packed, tangible episode that we want you to leave with this skill. Okay. So in order to do that, You can't just hear why it's hard for us or why we believe it's hard. You need to think about that for yourself individually. So let's take a moment for you to think in your life when you have had to say no to someone or reject someone or put a boundary up that had to come along with the word no with someone or something, why was that so hard for you? Could it have been that you weren't allowed to say no as a child, right? You had to you know, be someone or something to exist within your family system? Did you have bad experiences in, you know, growing up in friend groups or high school or college that if you said no, it would lead to conflict? Um, can you think of other examples, Maggie, for other people? Um, I feel like I those, those are r- really the big ones or like um, being punished, you know, for saying mm-hmm. no, or like you said before, it's like, when you do say no, someone telling you that that's wrong, you know, um, ah, or them dismissing your no, that's a yeah. big one. I forgot about that. So I'm just trying to think of examples for you all, but again, you're supposed to be thinking of your own examples, but if you say no, and then someone dismisses your no, that's a really big, like hard learning curve of if you say no, and someone does it anyways, that's a really like, that's a hard one. So picture that for yourself, because when we get into these examples, I want you to be envisioning, you know, who you struggle to say no to, or what you struggle to say no to, and why you struggle to say no in the first place. So we purposely did not make questions because we knew if we made questions for this activity that we're bringing you into, then we would think of answers. And when people come up to you and ask you for something, or if someone kind of blindsides you with a question or a request, you don't always have time to be able to think through your answer, unless you take what we're gonna teach you, which is, oh no, you take the time anyways. There is never a rush. So Maggie, I feel like you are 
incredible at this. I feel like this is a talent that you have really mastered. So I'm going to start with you. Okay. Okay. And we're going through four different types of people. We're going through family member, friend, coworker, and a significant other. Okay. So welcome. I wish we had like a cool, like sound effect, like, like welcome to the activity activity portion of today's episode. Um, So Maggie, I'm going to ask you about friending, significant other, and then you ask about family member. We'll go back and forth. Okay. Let's start with a friend. Okay. Okay. Friend. Yep. Okay. We also didn't brainstorm our own questions, which we probably could have done that at least for each other, but we didn't. Okay. So I'm Maggie's friend. Let me think. Um, trying to think of something simple, but packs a punch. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do this also in person, not over text, because I want you to be able to speak what you would say. Okay. So Maggie, we're at a friend's baby shower together. We are both mutual friends of the friend at the baby shower. Okay. Yep. I come up to you, Maggie. I am planning our other friend's bridal shower next month. And I am overwhelmed with stuff. Like I cannot do this on my own. I need so much help. I need to figure out the caterer and the food and the, oh my gosh, the invites aren't all back yet. Like there are so many things. I can't handle it all. I really, really need your help, Maggie. Wow. That really sounds like a lot of things you have going on. That sounds really overwhelming. Do you, can you help yeah. me Maggie? Cause I, I really like, I can't do it all on my own. I, I really need someone and I know you'd be great at it. I, I really need you to help me here. Um, yeah. Thank you for thinking of me. Um, I agree. I definitely am good at those types of things. Unfortunately, at the moment, I don't have a lot of extra time. Um, but I may be able to help with one specific thing. If you, you know, if we can sit down and come up with one specific thing, but I don't have time to be able to help you with all of those things right now. I'm really sorry. I love that. I love that. I think that was an awesome answer, Maggie, because you, when it's a friend, you don't just want to be like, no, sorry, I can't, no way. I think that was really cool how one, you reflected, you validated their feelings when they said, you know, I'm really overwhelmed. And you said, that sounds like a lot. Seriously, like, it sounds like a lot. Like you're seen and heard, like feel your energy. And then you acknowledge them for thank you for thinking of you and thinking of your skills. Cause that is a compliment to who you are. And then you said, I'm sorry, but I think I'm only going to be able to help you with one thing. That sounds like a lot of things at one time. And I don't have the mental space to take on all 40 of those lists. But if you want me to handle, you know, i.e. just the caterer, I may be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I love that. That was awesome. Thank you. I, that's very true to how I would respond to something like that, because in my nature, um, if we really were mutual friends with someone who it was their bridal shower, like I am like, what do you need? I will help you. Right. Like that is me. That's my nature. And, mm-hmm. um, something that I am learning is that I can't take on everything all the time. Right. Because I have my own businesses. I have my own things. I have my own family. I have, you know, all of this other stuff mm-hmm. that I can't just push to the side be- just because someone else needs me. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's learning this boundary of, okay, I actually do love helping people in this type of mm-hmm. way. Right. And how can I do that? and not burn myself out at the same time. I love it. Right. So it's like, I can be here for this specific thing, but that's it. And then the other part of that is, okay. So afterwards I said no to doing all the other things. Now you said no to doing all the other things. You said no to doing all the other things. We're not going to go back and just take them on because that friend comes back again and is like, Oh my God, but I need more help. It's like, okay, well, I'm sorry. I can't help you, but maybe this person can, or maybe this, person, you know, I love that. I love that because when you can't help, like for example, we have to be very mindful of this, even with our business, with the podcast, right? We adore when people think of us and want to come in our DMs and ask us questions and want to tell us things and all this stuff. And we hear people for the most part, we have the time right now to do that. However, we don't have the time to do a deep dive with every single one of our listeners or every single person that comes up to us to tell us, but we can provide resources for them, right? So just an example of this the other day, on base on my platform that I'm getting going, someone was really opening up to me and it made me feel so warm and so like, thank you for thinking of me and thank you for feeling safe for wanting to share this with me. And 
I cannot be your sounding board for days on end. And I'm going to provide you with resources for someone who can be more present for you, right? Because we don't need to be unkind. We need to acknowledge that that friend was overwhelmed with the bridal party. And we need to recognize that that friend was most likely the maid of honor and chose to take on that responsibility, right? And it doesn't mean it's their fault or anything like that. It can get overwhelming and you hold space for that. And you acknowledge that you can't take on that list with them. I think yep. that's amazing. Okay, ask me one for a phone number. I'm kind of nervous now. Are you ready? Okay, I just want to preface this by saying that Megan's mom, I know you're listening and this is not you, okay? I'm just pretending to be Megan's mom who's the different Megan's mom, okay? All right. I'm glad to it's something my mom would ask me though. Because my it mom might be. is not wonderful with boundaries. I, I, don't, I don't know, but okay. All right, Megan, I'm your mom. Are you ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm calling you on the phone. Okay. Okay. It's Wednesday night. I'm calling you on the phone. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Megan, I got off of work tomorrow. And so I'm going to come over at 10 AM and we're going to go out to brunch. And then I thought we could go shopping at the farmer's market and then we could probably go swimming in the afternoon. Okay. So I'll call you when I'm on my way over. It'll probably be like 9 (laughs) AM. This is something my mom would do. She would (laughs) call me and be like, cancel your calendar. Whatever's on it doesn't matter. Um, okay. So mom, that's awesome. I'm so happy you have a day off. Like you never have a day off. I think that's wonderful. Um, at this moment, I don't have my planner in front of me, so I'm going to need to grab my planner and get back to you. I will text you. I'm not sure. I will of course move some things around that can be moved around because I would absolutely love to see you, but I may not be able to move everything. So I will let you know when I check it. Okay. I'll text you. Don't come over until I get back to you though, because I need to check. (laughs) That's exactly how I would handle it with my mom, honestly. That's exactly how I'd handle it with anyone that I love and want to see. Um, I think we have this misconception that the no needs to be like hard and nasty and unkind. And it doesn't. Of course, I want to see my mom. And if there's a serendipitous day where we both can move some things around, that's the beautiful part about being an entrepreneur. I'm going to move some things around to see my mom, right? Um, but... I'm also not just going to blow my entire day because all of a sudden her day is open, right? If I have mm-hmm. calls, if we're recording, if I have a coaching call, if I have a meeting, if I have a, you know, whatever I have that is, you know, kind of time stamps that can't be rearranged, I'm not going to do it. And if I looked at my calendar and I was jam packed for the day, I would have to say, I'm sorry, tomorrow is no good for me. I have a lot to do tomorrow. I would love to see you on A, B, C, or B day that I come up with to provide other times. Mm -hmm. I really liked how at the end of that, so you were very, um, you were very uh, present with her and like, you were so excited. She had the day off, right? And at the end of that, you said, do not come over until I tell you what time I'm free. And- it's important that when we do have something hard boundary like that, that we want to set, that we say the words that we mean. Mm-hmm. We can't say, um, yeah, it might be okay if you come over then. I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. We can't say, um, yeah, so 9 a.m. I have a call, but like, it's okay if you're here. I'll. We can't say that. If you don't want her to come over at 9 a.m., you say, I will see what I can do. And I will let you know what time you can come. Do not come over at 9 a.m., right? And that's okay. That is okay. Okay. And even notice your tone of voice, Maggie. Um, you might, okay, um, you're thinking while you're talking. Let me say that again. You're thinking while you're talking. Um, okay, you'll probably come at this time. Da, da, da. If you want to do that, that's fine. If you're really close to someone, cool. But if they're not words you mean, why aren't we asking for time? Hey, I got to check my planner. Hey, I'll let you know. I'm going to text you. I'm actually, I'm about to get on another call. I don't care if you're lying. You, you know what I mean? Get out of things when you need, I mean, not that we want to lie, but you know, saying, buying yourself time is important. Okay. That was a terrible example. No one lie. I probably would tell a little white lie if I needed to get off the phone and buy myself some time. That's just the honest truth. Um, I'm not encouraging that, but it's important to put yourself first and to give yourself the space and time to think before you respond if you need to, right? Yep. Sometimes we can think on the spot. Maggie and I have been doing this for a long time. So it's easier for me now to think on the spot. 
But when you're just getting going, putting in boundaries and saying the word no, say, I'm going to have to get back to you. I need some time. I'll probably do that with another example. Um, that was awesome. Okay, Maggie, are you ready? I'm ready. Now I'm Cosmos because we're doing a significant other. So I'm your husband. Oh, you're going to do the significant other. Right. Yes. Yep. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. I'm trying to think of what Cosmos would actually ask you though. I really won't. <laughs> no, I like really want to trip you up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trying to think like what he would genuinely, what would like be a soft spot for you? <laughs> I got it. Okay. Yep. I can't, I can't wait for him to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> Cosmos is calling you frantically on the phone. Okay. okay. You both have jam packed days. You're in a stressful season. Okay. It's just wild. You're back to back to back. You're coaching. Cosmos is in the business, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like 8 a.m. He's calling you. He would probably still be sweet. Good morning, honey, Maggie. Hi. <laughs> it's like you, you're going to have to sign over, but it's like you know us or something. Like our days are jam packed and Cosmos is calling me because he forgot about something. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Answer the phone, Maggie. Oh, hello. <laughs> Okay, Maggie, listen, I am just, I have to run into another meeting. I totally forgot to tell you. I made a last minute appointment today for the dogs at the vet. They need a checkup. Like I totally forgot to tell you, we, it's so hard to get back into the vet. I really need you to take them because I know you're home today. Like, please be able to take Brady to the vet. Oh, not Brady. Okay. (laughs) Hi. Um, Thank you so much for making an appointment for the dogs. Um, I am not going to be able to do that today. I have a full schedule. Um, did you call them and see if you could reschedule? No, they can reschedule, but like not for a while. They're like busy for the next three weeks. So we're not going to be able to get him in um, until then. So I'm really hoping you can take him this morning. Okay. Um, that really sucks, but we're definitely going to have to call them and reschedule and just get the next soonest appointment that we can, because, um, I have a lot of calls today and Megan and I are recording and, um, that episode needs to come out tomorrow. So I can't, I can't move it around. Um, but can you call the vet and try to reschedule the appointment or is that something that you need me to do? Mm, I love it. I love it, Maggie. See, that one was harder because that one was harder for me to ask and probably a little bit harder for you to answer because when it's your significant other, one, I feel like Maggie, if you were like, <laughs> okay, let me put it on me. If that was my significant other and we're married, okay, and they called me and they made a random vet appointment and did not let me know, I'm going to be a little bit frustrated in true reality. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be I, a little like, literally, okay, yeah. I'm going to be like, okay, no problem. But also this is how I would speak to my significant other. And this is also kind of a side note. I love that we're kind of stumbling through this because this is really what it's like through your head and how it goes. Um, whoever your significant other is, that's why we need to choose them very, very, very carefully because for a significant other to call and put pressure on you when they know you're already stressed with a jam packed day is not the kind of behavior that I would accept from my significant other. If they know that I am busy and I know that they are busy for them to call me and put pressure on me to do something right then and there is something that would have already been a boundary within our relationship that you don't do that. Okay. Unless it is a dire emergency and the dog needs to go like, you know, now, and all of the calls need to be canceled because of that. Absolutely not. They can be taken any other time. Right. And so, sorry, that was kind of a hard one, Maggie, and probably a bad example, but I love how you answered, but I also believe that we would be more like, Hey, that's a miscommunication and no offense, but like, you've got to take that on and accept responsibility that like, that was not on our calendar. You did not let me know that. And it is not my responsibility now to frantically rearrange my day to take the dog to the vet. Yeah, I want to talk about this a little bit because um, this is actually something that Cosmos and I are going through right now in our relationship. And um, I'm not going to give you specifics, but scheduling is something that him and I do very differently. 
And, um, so this is literally like two days ago argument, you know what I mean? And so how I responded is how I am practicing responding. And I want to be very clear about that because a lot of times when things like that do happen, I'm like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? I can't, what? You didn't tell me? Are you serious? Like literally, okay. Because, because that's annoying, right? It's annoying. Okay. And I am getting better at not freaking out (laughs) and he's getting better at being transparent and paying attention and communicating what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we actively are working through all the time. Okay. We've been together for six years. It doesn't just like magically happen overnight. Okay. Especially when like you do things very differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I want to be very clear with the fact that how I responded is how I want to respond. And it's how the highest version of me would respond. And it's how Maggie, who is able to take a deep breath and not Mm. get triggered by this type of thing would respond. Okay. Mm. So I want to be very clear about that because it's so easy to listen to that and be like, yeah, right. I wish my partner would talk to me like that. Or I wish I would talk to my partner like that. Right. That's for me. I know I feel like, oh, like, why can't I just be nicer? Why can't I just be more understanding? You know, why do I have to freak out or be so, you know, like harsh and attack back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really just, I want to talk about that because that's the reality of what it can look like. Like, this is literally mm-hmm. a real thing. And Megan, you didn't know that. Um, no, I didn't. But- that's why I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And you, you didn't know that, but, um, it's, it's important that like, that was practice for me. Like, thank you for asking me that question because that's practice for me. And every single time that we're in a situation that is low pressure, low stakes, that is a time to practice how you want to respond in the high pressure, high stakes situation, right? It's just like sports. It's just like anything else, right? You're not going to score the game winning goal. If you never practice taking the shot, you know what I mean? You're never going to be able to respond well under practice, under pressure. If you never practice responding to little things, like when your dog needs to go to the vet and it's not urgent or when, you know, Oh, um, can you pick up something for dinner? Because I forgot to take me out or something like that. Right. Those are all of our opportunities to practice. I love that. And I really love that we hold space for cosmos learning his way and you learning your way. One is not worse or better than the other. You are both learning to merge your lives together in a marriage. And we're going to go into coworker next. Um, because you, when it's, when you have to engage with other human beings and you want to act in a kind way, you're right. You have to practice these kinds of things because instinct, if someone called me, especially my significant other, I was like, I totally forgot. You got to take them right now. And they approach me with that kind of energy. My energy back is going to be a reactive. Well, why did you forget? How could you forget? Right. Energy matches energy. So if they come to me with a pressure, frantic, oh my God, right now, I, I don't do well with that kind of energy. Please don't approach me with that kind of energy unless it's an emergency. (laughs) So I really love, I did not know that. And I love that you're so open about the fact that we're actively working on that right now. That's freaking amazing, right? That's amazing. That is saying, Hey, we both struggle with this, or I struggle with this and you struggle with this. And we're working through how to communicate better on both ends to have a more peaceful experience. That's really cool. Okay. So Maggie, mm-hmm. you are now asking me about coworker. Okay, Meg. So I am a coworker at like an equal, equal level to you. Like we do the same job. Okay. okay. Do okay. we want to be each other? Do we want to be, do we want to be becoming intuitive? No, because we wouldn't ask these questions. Okay. Yeah. We're not like this with each other, but, no. um, thinking more, more like corporate, you work for the same manager and you do the same job type of thing. Okay. 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 So I'm running, I run over to your desk because I see you just sat down. Okay. It's the morning you just sat down. Okay. It's Monday. It's Monday morning. You just sat down. Megan, you know, we, how we have that meeting at 10. Well, I was supposed to have the presentation done over the weekend, but I ended up going out because my friends asked me to go out with them and it sounded like so much more fun and I just didn't get it done. So can you, can you get it done for me? Because I'm really, I'm going to get in trouble if this presentation isn't done and I really need your help. 
Whoa, good morning to you too. <laughs> let me finish my coffee. That's really exactly what I would say. Um, okay, let me make sure I'm hearing you correctly. So you went out, presentation's at 10. It's not my presentation, but it's at 10 and you're in a bind. Okay, let me be transparent with you listeners right now. If this was a coworker that did this all the time, I would respond like this. If there was a coworker who never did this and this was like, you know, just a freak incident, this is how I'd respond. Okay, so I want you to know what my brain is doing at this moment. So this coworker does this all the freaking time. Every weekend they go out and they're irresponsible and blah, blah. This is how I would respond. I'm going to use their name as Jess. Okay, it's just helpful to have a name. <laughs> I don't actually know a Jess. Okay. <laughs> Jess, I totally hear you. It sounds like you are in a mat. Like, it sounds like you are overwhelmed and I'm sorry that you are feeling like that. I don't have time or space this morning to help you. However, in the future, if you ask me ahead of time, it, you know, for example, before the weekend begins, I am more than happy to sit down with you and help you with presentations in the future, but I can't do it last minute and I won't ever be able to do it last minute. It really just does not work for my schedule. Okay. That's how I would respond to someone who does this all the time. Setting the boundary being kind and offering help, but you better let me know in advance because I'm not doing this shit last minute with you. Okay. <laughs> now they never yeah. do this. They never do this. And I like Claire a lot. Okay. Now they're name. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. All right, Claire, I totally hear you. You're never like, this never happens. Okay. Let me look at my schedule really quick. If there's nothing super pressing, then I will push back my nine o'clock and be able to help you before the presentation. Let's just get this done. It happens. I totally understand. Okay. So I would tell her to, so I'll say, Claire, just give me like five minutes to look through my planner. Let me finish my coffee. And then I will let you know if I can help you or not. Okay. And so then I would check my planner. And if it was something that I could move around because she never asked me, I would probably go and help her. And I would probably sit down and devote my energy to helping this coworker who really just got in a bind. Um, and I'm proud of that too. You know what I mean? Like, because there will be times in my life where I will drop the ball because we drop balls right? Because we're human beings. And I will have to run over to Claire's desk or I'll have to run to Maggie and say, Maggie, I, I lost service. And this has happened between Maggie and I. Maggie, I lost service. I totally lost the ball. I need to get that reel up. Can you please send it? It's not going through. I'm running to another thing. Can you post it over there for me? And I have done that. And Maggie, because I don't do it often, has done that for me. However, if I did that all the time, she would not, nor should she right? There are moments where people get in situations and they are under pressure. And if you have respect for them and you have, you know, the desire to help them, you will. Okay. And you will push your stuff around, but if it is a constant thing or you genuinely don't have time to, you won't. And so to conclude this little activity segment of today's episode, I think it's so important that one of the big takeaways is that if you're unsure, buy yourself time. Okay. Kindly, it can be something as simple as, hey, let me think on that and get back to you. That's it. Get that sentence out of your mouth. Hey, let me think on that and get back to you. Let me think on that and get back to you. Let me think on that and get back to you. I really want that to be ingrained in your heads. That's all you need to take a moment, slow down and evaluate the situation. And if someone is going to challenge your, hey, let me get back to you. Let me think on that. You need to reevaluate how someone is speaking to you and at which the extent of communicating with them needs to be because no one should ever make you feel pressured to give a response so immediately. Okay. And I think that's really important. The second one is being able to, you know, judge, okay, is this my mom or is this my significant other, or is this my coworker and being able to just kind of answer in a way that feels true for you and allowing yourself to answer in ways that you did not want to and then feel what that felt like and really reflecting on those responses. I feel like Maggie, you are, well, we always, I always say this, but like the building evidence part, like I know that you are the queen of, oh, I responded in a way that I didn't want to. I, you know, I said, yes. And I should have said no. And it is what it is. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to reflect on it. And the next time I'm going to try that differently. Mm -hmm. We have to, we have to do that. And it has to, we have to be reflecting all the time. Okay. The only way you grow and become more of 
who you truly are is by reflecting on your past actions, how they went, how they felt is a huge one for me. How did it feel? Right. Because a lot of times, even if the outcome was what I wanted and it didn't feel good, that means the way I got there was not right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that that's a huge one when it comes to this type of conversation, because if you are trying to say no. So the outcome is that you saying no, that's correct. But the way you said it was very mean, very harsh, very degrading, very on the other person, then you don't feel good. And that is not how we want to approach that, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to look at all of these components when it comes to saying no, which is, did I get the outcome that I wanted? Mm-hmm. And how do I feel with what I said and did, right? Mm-hmm. Because maybe how you said something was not nice or kind and it's now making you eat yourself up when you could have gotten the same outcome in a way where you took responsibility for the no and didn't pin it on someone else right um and the other thing is that there's another thing and it's gone (laughs) well I I just looked up and I was like it's gone I don't know where it went if it comes back to you, cut me off. But (laughs) I think that the feeling is the key word there is tuning in Mm -hmm. with how you feel. So quick example, before we get into, okay, you've said no, or you've set the boundary, or you've, you know, answered in the way that you wanted to answer. Now, how do we stop spiraling afterwards? We're going to get into that briefly, but I also want you to know that when you are around people, it's really important. Like Maggie said, to tune in with how you're feeling, how the energy feels. So for example, I have friends from I have very different friends. Okay. Some friends are really calm and really chill and really easygoing. Then I have other friends, like one that I'm thinking of, and she'll laugh if she hears this, that when I am around her, she talk and I talk fast, you know, like we talk fast. She talks a hundred miles an hour, a minute that I literally look at her and I'm like, are you going to like, like have a heart attack on me? Like, you are going so fast. And, so, and I'll say this to her because I have to, I, you need to breathe. Okay. Because my heart is now racing because of how you're talking. Okay. And I love her and I love our energy, but I have to be really careful when I go and have that energy because it comes, I feel it. I feel when she's talking so crazy and so like fast and everything is just boom, boom, boom my heart is racing when I leave and I have to tune in with how that feels. And so that kind of leads us into, okay, you've said no, we understand no, that saying no is not bad and it has nothing to do with them. Your no has everything to do with you and it has everything to do with how you respect yourself and that your words also show how you feel about your worth. It's just the truth. So if you answer in a way that is, "Ah, I'm unsure and I'm, you know, kind of second guessing myself in the answer, that's okay, because that's the middle area. We got to get through that phase. We've got to kind of stumble through things sometimes, right? Even Maggie and I still do. When you heard us doing that activity, that was not perfect. That was not rehearsed. That was genuine and that was real, but our point still came across in the way that we wanted it to. And we've been practicing for a really long time with this. So now that we know that the word is not bad, it's honest and it's the truth. How do we stop the spiral after words? Maggie, tell us. So we've talked about a lot of things already, but something that we haven't talked about yet that I found very interesting. I actually saw this on Instagram the other day. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was on Tom Billu's page. He was the founder of Quest Nutrition. And um, I don't remember who was talking because it wasn't him. It must've been someone he was interviewing for a podcast or something. And she was saying that, if I curse you out in another language, mm-hmm. you have absolutely no idea what I'm saying. You, in fact, the more angry I get and the more animated I get cursing you out, you might start laughing because you think it's funny because those words mean absolutely nothing to you. Mm-hmm. They only mean something to me because I know what I'm saying to you. You have absolutely no idea what I'm saying to you because you don't mm-hmm. speak this language. Now, if I was cursing you out in your language, you would feel very different about the exact same situation, right? Because you're giving meaning to the words. The words are exactly the same. 
but you've mm-hmm. given meaning to some of them and you haven't given meaning to other ones. And therefore the way you're reacting is completely different. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, Whoa, that's cool. Like what a, what a concept. Right. And I feel like this applies here because we have going back to the beginning of this episode, we have given meaning to us saying no, that it means that we are wrong. We are mean, we are rude. We are, you know, inconsiderate. We are whatever we've given that meaning to. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's time to reevaluate what we believe about when we say no and change it. And the tangible tip that I have for you to change it is to come up with what you want these new things to mean. Okay. When I say no, it means I am putting myself first. When I say no, it means I'm showing up for myself so I can then show up better for others. When I say no, it's because I'm respecting myself and those around me. When I say no, I am taking responsibility for the fact that it's not for me and it's not about the other person. And you need to write these things out over and over and over every single day until you believe them. That's, Mm. That's how you have to shift it. Maggie, go through that one more time because that was such a powerful example. I really want that to be a solid takeaway for people. So if they, like, let's picture, get a pen and paper out, you are trying to attach a different meaning to the word no, right? So we're going from this limited belief and this conditioning that no is, you know, you're a bitch, you're not nice, you are um, inconsiderate. Like you said, you are, you know, I don't know, I can't think of any other words, but no is quote unquote bad, right? We need to shift it and reframe it to no means more room for yes. It means more time. It means that I trust myself. It means that I'm also okay, because I believe this about myself, I'm okay with being a bitch if it means that I respect myself more. And Glennon Doyle said, I believe it was in Untamed, or I heard it in an interview where she said, um, she says this to her children, that I want you to disappoint as many people as you have to in order to not disappoint yourself. And I think that that is one of the most important things. And it was also a little thing on Instagram that I saw. It was like, sometimes you have to be the bad person in another person's story, right? And if me saying no makes me look quote unquote, like someone who is, you know, icy or bitchy sometimes I'm 100% okay with that. Okay. Because it means that I respect myself and I'll take that any day. And so let's go through this exercise because I'd really like to leave people with this I don't want to go too much into the spiral because I really just want them to have something practical to start with. So if you're someone who's trying to reframe this, which you probably are, if you're listening to this episode, um, we are going from the list of what it used to mean to now a new list of beliefs. So Maggie, can you walk us through how we can do this episode right now? Yeah. So I want you to take some time to journal on what you believe it means when you say no right now, what you believe it means when you say no and why it's so hard, right? Going back to the beginning, Meg, when you walked them through, okay, for you specifically, why is it so hard to say no, right? And we need to write that out. You got to get it out and start to formulate those concepts and those beliefs that we have, right? Because a lot of times these beliefs are so subconscious that we don't even realize why we are doing something, right? Mm -hmm. And it's probably going to take you more than one journaling session to figure this out, right? Because you'll come up with something today and then you'll think about it. And then all of a sudden you'll have a light bulb moment and be like, oh my God, I learned this here. Or, oh, wow, this person told me this when I was five, you know what I mean? Whatever, okay? So that's the first place we have to start is what do I believe saying no means about me right now? Mm. And then what do I want saying no to mean about me? Mm. Right? You get you get to choose. You get to write your own story. You get to choose what this means. and. So like I said before, some of the ones that I want saying no to mean about me is that I respect myself, is that I respect my time. It's that I'm prioritizing the things that are building me. For example, an example of this is that I have a tendency to say yes to doing things when I should be working on my business. Okay. Mm. And right here on my bulletin board above, right in front of my face, it says, Building my business is building me. Leaning into my creative capacity is living my purpose because Mm -hmm. my business, what I do, how I help people, how I coach this podcast, my writing, that is what I'm here to do. And I know that. Mm -hmm. And 
when I say no to something else, like the other day, Megan, you asked me if I wanted to go to Westchester with you and I, I wanted to go to Westchester with you, but I couldn't go to Westchester with you because I had things on my calendar that I need to do to build up myself and to live my person purpose and build my business, which is what I'm here to do. And sometimes I will have the freedom to be able to go on a day trip. And sometimes I need to say no, because it's putting myself first and it's allowing me to do what I need to do to be my best self and then be there for others. Right. I wouldn't have been able to be there and show up for our show. Well, if I didn't spend time that day doing what I needed to do for me, Right. And that is so important. And so we need, you need to choose what do you want saying no to mean about you? Mm. And write it down. Write it down. And then rewrite it down every day. (laughs) You did that though. You did that with something very important that you reframed for yourself. And it is possible to do that for other people here too. So start with journaling out, you know, where it came from. A lot of times you talk about like origin stories and stuff like that. Like, where did this thought begin? And then start to write down what does no mean to you now? Maybe come up with three things, right? Just to start and write them over and over and over again. Put it on a sticky note in your bathroom, put it in your car, put it everywhere, okay? I am so proud of this episode because I know what the power feels like to be able to say no and minimally spiral. (laughs) I still do sometimes. I still will be like, ah, they're gonna think I'm mean or they're gonna think I'm unkind or, oh, did I make the right decision? I still do that, okay? That's normal. It's okay. And I hope that that lessens and lessens and lessens and lessens as I grow. Yeah. And for you, if you're just starting or you're in the middle, I want you to have the power of what it feels like to say no confidently and not worry about anybody else's reaction because it's not about them. Your no is yours and attaching different meaning to the word no is so cool. I love that we came up with that. Um, And please let us know how that goes for you. Like share, you know, if you want to share, honestly, one day we're going to have like a forum, like for all of you to be able to interact with each other. We're working on that now on the back end because I would love for you all to be able to share what you came up with so that other people can use that as well. But for now, leave it in a review on, you know, Apple or Spotify or come over into our DMs and share with us there. But I am so curious to hear what you've come up with because you'll probably come up with ones that we haven't heard of. And it just expands our view on what the word no is. And I think that's so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I hope and I know that this episode was valuable. So go do something with it. Okay. Don't just listen to this and be like, oh yeah, that sounds great. And then don't do anything with it. And then be like, man, I really wish I could be able to say no. Okay. Go do it. You've got this. Okay. Do the writing, do the practicing when it comes to something super simple. Okay. All the little things that's where we practice, go do it. And definitely share this one with a friend. If you can think of anyone who, you know, it doesn't even matter if they already can say no, send it to them as a refresher. Everyone needs to have the ability to live an intuitive lifestyle. And part of an intuitive lifestyle is being able to say the word N-O. So share this episode with a friend so that you all can have these incredible relationships with each other, like Maggie and I do, where we can say no and mean it and still respect the hell out of each other, get on here and giggle, and still have a great freaking time together while respecting each other and each other's boundaries at the same time. Absolutely. All right, guys, we'll see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to the entirety of this episode. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Your support helps our show grow. And for that, we are extremely grateful. Come hang out with us over on Instagram at Becoming Intuitive Podcast, where we share behind the scenes, additional tools and strategies, and current events and offerings. We'll see you next Monday with another episode of Becoming Intuitive. Love, Meg and Maggie.